Alright, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe where we serve you delightful, slightly intense, but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking, listening, and conversing. So grab your favorite drink and let's see what's on today's menu. Alright people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe. You know here at the cafe we always have a conversation centered around a drink. And today I'm switching it up. I'm actually using my normal water cup for my alcohol today. I am drinking a drink that's called Witch's Heart. It is a vodka based drink. So that means I'm also moving away from my bourbon. And as you can see, I have this big jug of water right here with my H2O in it, ready for today's show. And again, I'm Sean. All right. And today I am joined in the cafe by Denise. Say hello, Denise. Hello, Sean. Hello, everyone. That lighting is not great today, but we're going to have to push through. Um, What are you drinking on over there? I'm actually drinking on the Night Jar. It's a wine. That same stuff? Yeah, I had to pour some ice, unfortunately, because I forgot to put it to chill. All right. So today we are moving on to a topic that we actually discussed briefly about at the end of episode 76. And we are going to move to episode 78, which is co-parenting. It be a struggle sometimes. All right. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes. All the time. All right. Oh, my God. Okay. So you want to kind of set this conversation up a little bit, and then we'll we'll talk about some of the advice that we're going to give on this topic. I think for starters, um, you know, for any new listeners that we have, because I think episodes that we've done with you and I, we may have mentioned that, um, unfortunately for you and me, but fortunately, I guess for our kid, (laughs) we were in a relationship many, 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 many years ago. And we have an 18 year old together. So... This is why we are bringing this topic today of co-parenting. We mention it sometimes in some episodes, um, and we tend to bicker a lot in some episodes. So I guess today will be interesting. Yeah, and just a correction. We were not in a relationship. We were fucking married. That's totally different. But go ahead. Like I said, <laughs> unfortunately for us, fortunately go for ahead. our kid. <laughs> go off, sis. <laughs> oh, the hell? Over here trying to diminish the the beautifulness of our interactions when we interact. Oh, oh my God. The what? <laughs> All right. What we want to do is we found some some um, individuals who were actually seeking some advice on co-parenting. So we found some um, individuals who were seeking advice on co-parenting in various different situations. Some situations we've been in, some not necessarily. Um, but we are going to give our thought process opinions on it, and that kind of will um, parlay into us talking about our own style of co-parenting. So the first um, one, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think I'm drunk enough yet. So just pardon me. Let me just drink a little bit more. Well, you should have. That's why notice. Let you you try to make it seem like <laughs> like Listen, you I say are the that. Only, I'm not done. <laughs> You're trying to make Guys, do you see what I had to go through? Do you see what I had to go through? 
You always try to cut me off behind the scene. And then when I do a podcast, you try to get sympathy. That's BS. Okay. You're not the only one that has a blah on this topic. That's why I switched to this large ass thing of alcohol for this topic versus my normal little cup. But anyway. I only say that of everything that you sent me, you're talking about there's one that we can relate to. Which one? Which one, Mother Effer? Because none of those we can relate to. <laughs> I think we can because we just have a difference of opinion. All right. The first um, co-parenting advice is how do we feel about co-parenting and being friends? So this particular person says, look, hear me out. Um, essentially, how do you have no contact with your child's parent? We are obviously have to communicate for the child if they want to follow on social media, quote unquote, to see pictures of the child. Is it a dumb idea to allow it? I have them blocked on everything, even LinkedIn. <laughs> so I don't know how they're going to see the kid. But anyway, I want to give in, but I don't want to see them with another person or post about them being out at the clubs because it still hurts. They crush my heart into a million pieces and it feels like they keep using the kid to pry and an attempt at friendship or keeping me on the back burner while they go explore. Explore. Do you want to start or you want me to start? Either way. Okay. It's up to you. Um, go ahead. I'll let you start. So I, I would start by saying I can completely understand the not wanting to allow them access to your account because that may mean that you may get access to that person's account and it hurts to be able to see that they moved on, especially if you still have feelings. So I can relate to that, but I don't see why you can't just create an account for the kid and then just whenever you need to upload a picture, just upload it to the baby's account. Just who you're going to allow on the account, who can see the pictures, make it private, etc. You don't have to always... You don't have to allow that person access to your account to see the baby. Back to you. <laughs> you're like you're doing a, a news broadcast I just, over there. I just don't like that up close, and I hate when you leave it there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I went to go turn on the the other lights for the signs. Okay, so um, I think I heard everything that you said. I I think. I actually think we were kind of in the situation, but not dealing with social media per se. But let me give my advice to this particular situation. I think, um, no offense, I think it's dumb that you block this person simply because you're hurt. Because here's, here's the bottom line for me. I don't think that you need to go through the whole rigmarole of creating a social media account just for the child. I think that's stupid. Um, and B, I also think that, and I'm not saying your advice is stupid. I'm saying doing that is stupid, and here's why. And the reason is, is that I feel like oftentimes with co-parenting, you fail to realize that this has nothing to do with you at all. You decided to have a child with this individual. There may have been some aspects of maybe they were an asshole showing up in a relationship in some form, shape, or fashion, yet you chose to have a child with the person. So that means that's a consequence that you have to deal with, and that should not penalize the child. Because at the end of the day, yes, it may seem like it's not penalizing the child, but at some point, the child is going to realize, depending on how old they are, that they have their own separate account just for their father or 
vice versa. They have their own social media account just for their mother. And to me, I feel like that puts more, what we tend to do is that we put more stress on the kid than we realize because oftentimes kids are trying to navigate through the drama with their parents and they start internalizing that and start thinking and thinking that they are the reason that, that this drama is going on. When reality is un- is divorced from the child, has is unrelated to the child. It's more related to two adult individuals having these feelings from each other and not knowing how to navigate through them for the sake of someone else who is innocent in it. So that's how I look at it. Um, and I don't think you necessarily need to be friends in order to be have an open communication about co-parenting. Like you don't have to hang out. You don't have to text each other on a regular basis, but I do think that there needs to be a semblance of a line of communication directly related to the child or anything that implicates the child. That's my perspective now, but before I probably was kind of like, fuck this, let me block this person. And I would tell you, I, um, Denise and I have blocked each other many times on no, social media. No, 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 no. Denise has, has never blocked you from social media. Sean has blocked me. Denise, don't add him to social media. That's that's <laughs> that's two different things, buddy. All right. So I've blocked her, okay, on social media. But it had nothing to do with Davia. It's because she does this a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to talk about what I'm doing my what I'm doing here, there, the third. Like she my mama, and I ain't got time to hear that. So I just block her. Okay. Now, <clears throat> there was a time where she and I did not communicate effectively about our child where I was living in Albuquerque. She was living in Virginia. And because we had a true breakdown of communication for various reasons, um, my solution was, well, fuck her. I'll just send Debbie on his own phone. And that's what I did. I bought him his own phone, sent him his own phone. And that was the way that I communicated without going through Denise. But, that was a mistake. And the reason it was a mistake is that it gave me an opportunity to be closer to him and communicate directly with him. But it also cut her out of conversations that I think she needed to be a party of. And it required him at a young age to be between two adults. And I think that at that particular point, I placed him. And I think we both participated in that regard. We placed him in an untenable situation as parents that's my thought process on that you well, want to add anything on that yeah what you didn't know is that i would still see the messages and i knew what was going on but but taking, that doesn't matter it's still taking our child out of the advice mm-hmm. i i get what you're saying about the um the social media accounts but i don't think you have to necessarily tell the kid well this account was only created for your father it doesn't have to be that way. There are certain things you don't have to tell your kid. You can just say, you know, I created this account just to have all your pictures uploaded. But when you grew up, you could see yourself from when you were a baby up to now that you can manage your own account. There's well, no who, need to go into all that. Who's the followers on there? It's going to be the dad. It's going to be the daddy, the daddy's family, and that's it. And if the kid naturally wants to question that then let the child question and then come to you. But don't volunteer the information of, I just created this account just so your dad can see you. I think going back to her issue, I get it. Yeah, she had a child with, I'm assuming it's a she, but the person had a child and 
there should be communication. It shouldn't be where you're blocking them out of everything. I was also going to say you could just send text messages. There has there There's no need for everything to be social media. I get it that that's the world we are going into, and we've probably already halfway there. But it doesn't always have to be social media. You can just send a text, you know, send a picture or whatnot if you don't want to allow them access or create an account for the kid. But Or email. Exactly. Then I'm sending it by email. But the problem, though, is is that we we are getting into a world where you are quick to snap something for Instagram or you're quick to snap something for a story because it's something that just happened that moment. And, oh, my God, this is so cute. Let me put this up. Oh, this is so cool. Let me put this up. And so that would require the individual to cognitively think. Oh, I put this on my personal story. Let me place this on the kid's story. Like, if you're going to do that, you have to do it effectively so that I think, so that the person can see it. But I just think the overarching issue here is that it has nothing, her issue has nothing to do with the kid. It has nothing to do with the father or the mother having an issue with being a parent. It's that person's internal still hurt and don't know how to figure out how to navigate through that so the natural reaction is let me block this person so i can't see anything about them and they can't see anything about me but i just think that's a selfish line of thought process at that point for me and it also depends how old the, the child is and also whether there is a consistent like sharing of custody is there is this person always around? So I, I just think there's so many variables there. And I just don't think that's the best way to to look at it. But that's my me being older now, given that um, advice. Which, any, anything else you want to add on that one? No, you know, I just, I, I get it. I, I, I know because I've done it where I don't want to see, I wouldn't say I don't want to see you move on, but I don't think I'm ready to see that you've moved on. So to avoid and to avoid having to feel certain not to see it at all, regardless if we have a child, each other or not, you know? Yeah. So, and yeah. And I, I guess when you have that situation, then you have to think of an alternative so that the person, so that for the child's sake, there is no separation between these are my parents, right? Um, but you also don't want to give the child false hope that you're going to be back together either. So I, I understand that perspective as well. And again, it also depends on how old the child is, right? All right. <clears throat> you good on that one? Anything else you want to say on that one? Nope. I think I've given the person all the advice I can. How How would you say that you think that we have kind of not I'm gonna use the word mastered but that doesn't mean that we're perfect but kind of mastered the best way of co-parenting for for our kid yeah and I if, think and when and when and when do you think we reach that point unlike like what you may think I think that for some reason I feel like we've we've always had that good communication when it comes to co-parenting. We may not have seen eye to eye and disagreed in a lot of things, but I still think that at the end, we put those feelings aside and still came 
maybe not the same day, maybe not, you know, in that week, but we eventually still try to, you know, to get to, to a good point when it comes to co-parenting. But that's just my opinion. That's why I said I, yeah, I think I'm... you don't agree, but... <laughs> no, I, I, I don't... I would not go so far as to say we always had. I don't think that's true. I think that's false. I think that we had intentions of doing that. There was a moment or a time frame where we did not speak at all. And it was not healthy for Davion. And even Davion voiced that at one particular point. Um, But I think that was a very short span of time um, where we did act, I'm going to say, immature, stupid, not been responsible for the feelings or the thought process of the child. You could point at me all day, but you participated. Um, and you participated a lot of ways, but whatever. But I I will agree that we have always found the way to manage, talk through, figure out what works, figure out how not to step over each other's um, thought processes, perspectives. Although I will say that when it comes to you, you do tend to kind of have these side deals and plans with Davion and then y'all try to bring it to me like uh like y'all attacking me, which is annoying. Um but the one thing that I think we majorly disagreed on was social media. <laughs> Cause I wanted him to have absolutely no social media. Right. And um, I was like, and, come on now. He's at and, an age where all his friends have social media. So if we tell him no, trust me, he's going to go behind our backs and he's going to get it, which he did. Oh, yeah, he did. He thought he was so. slick, but I mean, we knew it all the time. I mean, we knew he had them anyway. Every version, every username. I just created um, new usernames to find them. The fuck? I will also say this because I think that obviously, right? Um, you're going to see things your way, right? I'm going to see things my way. There's always three ways, right? Your mm-hmm. way, my way, and, and the actual truth. But what I will say is that um, it's not that I try to have side conversations with Damien and then bring it to you. It's just that it's easier to have the conversation with him first than it is to have the conversation with you. Because you're always in that you want to attack mode like like a dog like wow because some of it's just sometimes it's so full of fallacies it's just oh it just makes me want to just go right and this is why we have the side conversations (laughs) we actually come we prepare ourselves together to then come against yeah i got y'all evidence together exactly I don't think you know how hard it is to deal with you. <sighs> All right. Next. Moving on. All right. The next one says, how am I supposed to co-parent with the woman who committed the worst betrayal ever against me? So this individual says that the woman destroyed his life after eight years of marriage and a child. She discarded him like trash and met somebody else instantly and got knocked up. I feel such a betrayal. It's unimaginable. And also, before she did so many horrible things to me, he doesn't disclose what type of horrible thing. Never apologized 
apologize, never said sorry. She doesn't talk about anything and just expects me to co-parent with her like nothing ever happened. How am I supposed to co-parent with an abuser like this? I hate the ground she walks on, yet I am stuck communicating with her. It's so unfair. All right. You want to start there first? <laughs> it's a lot in, in, in that, you know, and everything to is unpack. dead. Exactly. I think the most important thing, though, is what does what she did to you have to do with the kid? Put those feelings aside. Whatever happened between you two is between the adults. It should not be, the child should not be involved. So when it comes to the kid, those hatred feelings you have towards her aside and just deal with what, you know, whatever situation it is that you need to deal with for the kid's sake. Everything else, you can still continue to hate the person, but that yeah. should not, you know, be part of the child's whatever. So I used to volunteer and mediate at a small claims, well, at a metropolitan court in New Mexico when I was in law school. Um, and here's what I would say. One of the cases that I took, I didn't know it had anything to do with divorce. I really thought it was two individuals splitting different property that they owned um, various property, not like real estate, but, you know, dishes, pots, pans, pictures, you know, mementos, things of that nature. Um, and so is, the way that the lawsuit was captioned was that there was a lawsuit for money. But as we began discussing the mediation, it was clear that these two had recently divorced. And it was so much hurt, anger, and want to destroy the other person in the room. It caused me to realize that I never want to do anything in family law, right? Because it's draining. And I was only there for two, two and a half, three hours. But these two individuals who were fairly older than me um, drained the shit out of me for those three hours because they were fighting about pots and pans and, and knives. And so when I did one caucus... I basically asked one person, hey, what are you going to do with this stuff? And the person was like, I'm just going to throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, so I say all that to say at the end of the day, there's so much anger and emotions wrapped up in it. But here's how I'm going to give the advice. Take it outside of this situation. Think about a situation where you go to work every day, right? And you hate your fucking job. You hate your boss. You hate your coworkers. But your ass still show up every day and do the job and probably fake as hell talking to everybody. Hey, Joe. Hey, Sam. How you doing today? Hey. <laughs> talking to your supervisor, talking about what you did on the weekend without any hint that you have a disdain for any of those individuals. And I think you do the same fucking thing here. At the end of the day, yes, this person may have hurt you. Yes, this person may have done X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, just like you go there because that job is important or that, that paycheck that you have is important, you have the most important thing right there with you, and that's the child, that you can, you can mold, shape, and ensure that they don't fall into the same footsteps of um, bad shit that you've done or mistakes that you've made, even though they may make it. And so I think you really have to readjust your whole concept and, and focus not on the fact that you hate this person, not on the fact that this person may have done you wrong, right? Because this person may not even think they did you wrong, right? Um, 
And so I think that's the way I would think about it. I would reframe what's going on and why I'm involved and, and, and act like this is a job because being a parent is a job. You just don't fucking get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, and, and we sit there and we say, yeah, for the first 18 years of their age, it's more than that. It's for life. It's a, a job for life. But, you know, you, you write this, this piece asking for advice, but yet you leave details out. You know, mm-hmm. you make it seem like she's the one that was wrong. But what did you do? You know what I mean? You didn't do anything. Right. It, it can't right. be. Something must have happened, you know. So I agree with everything you said. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I ever. Uh, me personally, I've never in our situation, I've never felt that way. For me, I really didn't care. All I care about is, is Davion safe? Is he sound? Is he happy? Now, if he tells me something, if I ask you and he told me something totally opposite, yes, I will, you know, have that conversation. But I'm not concerned about you moving on. I'm not concerned about what happened in our relationship. It didn't fucking work. It didn't work. I mean, that's just what fuck it is, right? And now I'm stuck with your ass for at least the 18 years. But now he's 18. Now he's 18, so he can... You don't know. Mm -hmm. I will say I have never had an issue with you moving on. Listen, you want to move on by all means do so. Um, I think I've said I hate Beyonce, but it's because of your attitude. It has nothing to do with you moving on, you know, having another relationship. No, I just. Ladies and gentlemen, I look wish at I could, this face. I could just change look at this face. You. Look at these cheeks. Look at this smile. I'm, Don't let it fool I'm you. I'm always present. I am such a great person with many flaws, but that's the beauty of being human, right? The Lord made us who we are for a reason. And so I am giving you <laughs> what the Lord done told me to give. Uh, <laughs> won't he do it? Yes, he will. All right. So. <laughs> uh, th- that is a part. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Let's move on to the next piece. All right. Need help with a co-parent who doesn't parent well. All right. So this person has a daughter who's eight and a half. The father and the person split up before she was born and have attempted to co-parent together. Uh, Well, technically, well, co-parent means to do it together, but whatever. We have a 60-40 custody where the the mother have the child for four days per week and the father has her for three days. He pays a minimum amount of child support, which really isn't the issue, but yet she put it in there. Okay. (laughs) The issue is, is that he pays zero attention to her hygiene when she's at his house. He doesn't have her bathe or brush her teeth or brush her hair. She comes home after three days, totally unwashed and filthy. And um, the mother has been trying to work on explaining to her that she has to take initiative to bathe herself, take care of herself, do her hygienic duties um, while she's at her father's. But she's only eight. And so the mother is like, bruh, she can't be the adult here. You need to be the adult and set some ground rules and some rules with respect to hygiene um, and make sure that she wash her ass. 
And the father is kind of flip it and basically says it's not a big deal. Um, he just forgot. Which, first of all, have I don't think I've ever been in that situation. No, I don't think we've <laughs> ever been in that situation. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be in the shower. I'm the type of person. This may be TMI. Every time I take a number two, I shower. Okay. And his kid does the same. <laughs> so, TMI, but. Yes. All right. Now, what is your thought process on this? You know, I try to think what type of advice I would give her. But, I mean, what can you really say? I think that I think that she's doing what she can. You know, make sure that child and let her know how important it is. You're at an age where, you know, what if you have to go out of the house and you have and you you happen to see your friends at a store and and you stink and you you know you talk in your breath stinks and then they they go to school and you you know talk to the kid about it um but what can you really do i'm not going to say take him to court because you can't uh, imagine taking a person to court because of that there's nothing you can do i don't know maybe maybe bring his mother and say hey you think you can have this conversation I don't know. Honestly, that one stumped me. That's why when you started reading it, I was like, wait, I don't remember that one. And then when you said the 60-40, I was like, okay, I remember it because I didn't know what to actually say. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm at a loss for that one. So I'm going to flip it. The first thing I'm going to ask the person is, why is it that you think the father believes that he needs to give this freedom for the child to be unwashed for three days, right? That's number one. And so the reason I ask that is, Look at yourself first. Are you doing something structurally that it appears as if you're putting too much stress or pressure on the child, right? So for me, for instance, I know that I am super big on like school, you know, doing your shit. And I knew I knew that I was putting too much pressure on Davion to to do that, right? He he wanted to do things his own way, right? He's the type of person very fucking lazy. Um, smart, just lazy as shit, will not do things when it's supposed to be done for school and will wait literally the day before it is it needs to be credited and then everything get turned in. But in the interim, right, we were having all these communications from the teachers. He's not turning this in. We'll get these notifications because we were had access to the board. We will show he got a zero, 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 zero. And we were just talking and talking and talking and talking. Our, our faces today were blue, right? But then I had to step back and say, okay, am I putting too much pressure on him to be as I was in school, right? And I realized at some point I was. Now, that's not to say that that was a pass for him to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do and still be lazy. But I also had to recognize that his approach with schooling was very different from mine. And so it required me to adjust my thought processes about the best conversations that I can have with him to motivate him to want to do X, Y, and Z. Right now, that's number one. Now, if, if you feel that that you are doing everything you're supposed to do and the father has just been lax days ago and don't fucking care, then that's an issue. And I think what you are doing, having a conversation with the child is important, but more so I think you need to be firm with the father. We own a 60, 40. That means 40% of the time she still needs to wash her fucking ass when she's with you. Right. And I believe, right. I, I say you need to stand firm. I believe that you are putting the health of my child at risk. 
And if this continue, then I think we might need to revisit with the court system to make a determination as to whether or not you need some supervision when it comes to her um, being at your home. Period. <laughs> That's how I would do and it. What if he's like, well, let's go to court because I don't. Then fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> I go That's right downtown. She, she's probably trying to avoid all of that. You no. know, mm -mm. it works with nah. certain people, but it doesn't work with everybody because a person like you, had we been in that situation and had it been you, the one not bathing the child and not, you know, making sure that his teeth were clean. And I come to you and tell you that the first thing you would have said is, well, take me to court. Let's go. <laughs> that is true. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes we don't even want to deal with that shit. Yeah, but I mean, what do you do? It, I mean, is it is it that the father it doesn't have good hygiene or does he does? Is the father just like she needs to be a kid? Let her be dirty. There are some parents who think like that, that she's just a kid. She's not going now. No, she's going to school. But if she's working for three, four days. Wait, she, three she days. She probably just does Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. And Sunday. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you. I think that what she's doing right now, speaking to the child, is is very, very important. She's at an age where she's, you know, about to hit those double digits. You could be going out with your dad to a store and see a friend, talk to the friend, and the first thing the friend is going to be like, whoa, you know, like, you stink. You know, and then right. go to school and say, oh, I saw this person and they stink. And you want to avoid being bullied. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And the father, I mean, the other thing is, is that, you know, I don't know all the facts. I don't know kind of like the household situation, but the father could be placing the mother in an untenable situation. We don't know what time she comes home on Sunday. We're, we're assuming for sake of argument that there's a Monday through Thursday split, Friday through Sunday split. So we're going to take that hypothetical and assume that that's the case. We don't know if the father is actually placing the mother in an untenable situation because the mother could be a single mom. And on Sundays is her day of getting everything ready for the week. And so now she needs to undo what you have allowed this child to do for three days straight, which means she needs to try to once again unlearn those bad habits that you keep giving her. Um, and so I think it's also just a lack of respect from one parent to the other. Um, because there's no way that I'm going to forget Davion named brushes to teeth for three days or shower or wash his ass for three days. They're not sitting in my house. <laughs> you ain't going to be doing that. Now, again, every parent is different and maybe he thinks that this is his way of bonding with her because he's seen as the fun, cool, relaxing dad. But I do think the father needs to adjust that habit because it's important as parents to, to, be on one accord when it comes to certain things. And I think hygiene is one of those things that there should be no disagreement about. <laughs> Just imagine it going to that man's house. Okay. It's an eight year old. So obviously the baby wants to be running around and, you know, maybe going outside playing and, and they go outside and they come inside in that funk of outside, you know, that smell like, Oh, you were outside. I can smell it on you. Just imagine how that father's house must smell like, yeah, I know. And then the other thing is, I, I do want to call this out, right? Because Denise and I have disagreed on many things when it comes to Davion. I, I think on the larger things we have agreed on, we have disagreed on approach with many things um, with Davion. 
But I think I have been, I'm just speaking for me. It was important for me not to make a judgment about whether or not Denise was a good parent, right? Um, because there was nothing that she did that placed him in harm's way. Now, there were things that she would have done that placed him in harm's way or that I thought jeopardized his health, safety, or mental abilities, then that would be a different conversation. And the reason I'm saying that is because the title of this particular one is that the co-parent who doesn't parent well. And the only situation of not parenting well that we received is about the hygiene, right? And so I do think it's important that we don't place those labels on um, each other as parents because parenting overall is a hard-ass thing. And co-parenting is even harder, but it's particularly harder when there is um, drama involved, emotions involved, or people just don't know how to navigate um, differences and opinions about what's best for the child. So that would be my other piece of advice that was unsolicited here is not to place unwarranted labels on parents as being shitty parents and this, that, and third, if that makes sense. Anything else you want to say about that? No, now that you mentioned that, the only other thing that, you know, came to mind as you were mentioning that is that she's also a girl, you know, and it's, it's easier from a father to a son, you know, yeah. to, to maybe say, Hey, go shower or brush your teeth. than it is for a father and a, and a girl, you know, I don't know. Right. Because if, if that was Davia, I would just pick his ass up and throw him in the shower, but I wouldn't do that with a girl because the body parts are different. Right. Exactly. And. I don't want to create, I wouldn't want to create an experience for her that says that that's susceptible for an opposite sex to do that, right? So there's so many other things that that could be involved, variables. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I didn't even think about that until you just said that, but yeah. All right, next piece of co-parent advice. This one says, my ex and I have been sharing custody of the 18-year-old, 18-year-old, 18-month-old for over a year. I've asked him several times to meet to discuss a custody schedule to get in writing so we don't have to do as much back and forth. The problem is him and his girlfriend lost their job, so they've had a lot of free time to spend with the child while this parent is at work. They've been dating a few months, and the girlfriend seems to take care of the daughter very well. Um, they are moving about 160 miles away soon, and baby daddy wants to have a chat about custody. But he will only meet with me if his girlfriend is with him. They have ganged up on me before, and I, I didn't get my daughter back from him until three days after she was due home. I told him I would meet, but as long as I could bring my mom with me. I've been in a serious relationship for almost a year now, but I will absolutely never ask my boyfriend to come with me to solve my custody issues. Is it weird that he will only meet with me with his girlfriend? Is that fair? I don't know her very well, but if she's going to be a part of the daughter's life, I want to scope out the relationship and dynamic a bit more. I'm not sure how to respond or navigate this situation. Go ahead. I want to pull up the story again, because as I was reading it, when you sent it to me, I was like, okay, there's, there's many things here I'm already having issues with. You can't control what he does. But... I do agree that being allowed the lady, the girlfriend, to have been with your kid, you should have had a conversation with your ex and said, if she's going to be in my daughter's life because she's in a relationship with you, I need to meet her first. Let me have a conversation with her. Let me feel her out. And then you can do whatever it is you guys want to do with her from there. I think that yeah. would have avoided a lot of the issues that she's having now. Yeah, 
no, I, I agree. I, I, I think that it needed to be a two-part step because it does seem like she wants to know more about the person, but she doesn't want this person involved in decision-making. I agree with that part. There is no reason why any significant other is coming to meet with me to talk about custody of my child with the the parent, the the other parent of my child, right? It has fucking nothing to do with you. I don't care if y'all live together. I don't care if y'all married. You don't have a say in that regard. Now, we certainly should have a conversation separate and apart from that about, you know, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, interactions with the kid, blah, blah, blah. Let me meet you, see how I fill you out a little bit, scope you out. I get that. Make sure there's no vulnerable situations, like a lot of cursing or arguing, not cursing because I curse a lot, but a lot of arguing, volatile behavior, right, or conduct. But yes, I do agree that she should not need to meet with the father and the girlfriend to talk about custody because they don't go hand in hand. Um. So, you know, I I think that that is a also a sign of um, some issues there, particularly when she says that they ganged up on her a lot or in the past. And I don't know what that means, um, but it seems as if maybe the girlfriend feels emboldened enough that she feels that she can have a say in the child's life. And in reality, she doesn't get that say. She may have time, space, and energy around my the child, but she doesn't necessarily, in my view, necessarily get a say in what's going on in the child's life. I don't know if you think differently in that regard, but it sounds like this girlfriend makes it seem as if she can make decisions that impact everyone involved. What are you, you know, laughing at? Because the <laughs> I told you the other day, I don't know why I think the way I do, but I see it differently. I see it in this situation, may, and it's crazy that I'm siding with the girlfriend, I don't see, first of all, I think that that expression of they ganged up on me, no ma'am, because if she was due home the day that she was due home, you better bring her home. There is no ganging up on you. You allowed it. Don't say they ganged up, allowed it to happen. But I think she's talking about like they must have had some kind of conversation about something. Exactly. And there was a disagreement. And as punishment for her not agreeing to their position, that they kept the child hostage for three days, essentially, no, is what she's I don't saying. See it that way. I don't I didn't read it that way. How about she that? up on me before and and I didn't get my daughter back from home until three days after she was due home. If there was any type of issues she would have mentioned that in her Wait, to try to get so, a little bit more sympathy. So are you saying that if as a girlfriend of someone who is co-parented with someone else, do you think that you have a say in how their no, custody no, situation no, no, no. occurs? No, I'm, I'm so talking confused. about the ganging up. I think that she, I think that she's allowed the girlfriend to have certain says when it comes to the daughter, but now she wants to put a, a stop to certain things, which is why I said you should have had this conversation since day one. You know, if you know that your ex-partner is in a relationship with someone and that someone is going to be around your daughter, before you allowed your daughter the first time to go see that lady, you should have said, 
I need to have a conversation with you and I need to have a conversation with your girlfriend. I need to meet her and I need her to understand what she can do with my daughter. If you didn't do that and you've allowed certain things to happen, that now it's on you. It's your fault. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm saying about the ganging up. It, yeah. I don't think it was the ganging up. I think that... <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm just saying, I can't believe that I'm even trying to trying to defend the girlfriend, but I think she's putting too much into the girlfriend when she should have been she has some responsibilities and she's not taking is it accountability for them yeah i i for some reason she gives me um confrontational adverse right and so i think that she legitimately had an issue with this girl being involved all along she didn't want to confront that issue, but it is becoming unbearable for her. And for whatever reason, in her mind, there was something that happened that was enough is enough, right? Um, but I do think, putting all that aside, I don't give a shit about the girlfriend. I do think that it's problematic when we begin to play chess and checkers with our children. And I saw this in this example Assuming that it is true, that it appears to suggest to me that because there was a disagreement for whatever reason, that the father failed to honor his requirement to give the child back by a certain day. And I hate to use that, that term, give a child back. And it also appears as if they don't have an official custody agreement with the courts, right? So this is them trying to do the right thing and work out kind of what what the agreement was going to be, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I do think that, you know, using a child as a pawn in a game is not a good thing. And particularly a child this young, 18 months, um, I think that that's, that's, I think that's shitty of the, the, the father and the girlfriend to do, assuming that it's accurate, right? Um, you don't agree. You think it's okay for the father to keep the baby three days when you're supposed to bring it back on Monday, but you're going to keep the baby to Thursday just because we got into an argument? Listen, I think that was killing Because I would be me. over there. I'll be over there knocking on that motherfucking door, tearing up that fucking car. Uh, bring my baby out. <laughs> Why? I, I thank the Lord for the patience he's given me because it's not easy. No, but I think my issue with this whole... I think that I I have this tunnel vision and I like once something catches my eye, like I can't really pa get pa and mm -hmm. what I cannot get past is before she starts mentioning all the other issues of ganging up on me, blah, 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 blah. She said, right. They've been dating a few months and the girlfriend seems to care for my daughter very much. Yeah, but she can't make that. First of all, she, you can't make that assessment in a few months. They just started dating. She That's did it. She said it. I'm saying, I'm telling the girl, you fucked up there, okay? And that's why I can't get past anything else in the story because you already saying oh my God, that don't, she's don't, taking do care of. Don't put this girl on any of my juries. 
Oh, I'm gonna do it. You can't listen. When I was watching, no, what we're gonna talk you about in the next show because <laughs> you don't even you you hear one thing and then you won't listen to any of the facts. And sometimes, I, I, it's like what, what, I, what, 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 and once you hear it, I mean, and sometimes it has fucking nothing to do with the case, but it's just something that piqued your interest, and so therefore, <laughs> it's like fuck everything else. <laughs> Oh my God, that's exactly how it is. This that, that ain't got nothing to do with co-parent. I guarantee you that if somebody was, if I was, Davion was was um, four or five and I was dating someone for two months and then they came in and started talking about what Davion's going to do, how he's going to do it, when he's coming here, you won't be sitting there being because like, it, okay. it wouldn't Because that never would have happened. I'm going to okay. give you, listen, I'm going to give you a perfect example. You may not have remembered, but when you were in New Mexico, you started having a relationship that you, you would actually bring Damien around that person. And I always said, I just want the opportunity to be able to meet the person so I know who Damien is around. The yes, same yes, thing. I will give you that. So the same thing with Dorian's dad. You know, if you're going to be in a relationship before my child can even meet that person, I need to meet the person. I need to get a feel for the person. The person needs to understand they're not taking the mother's place. They're just there because they are the girlfriend's dad, wife, etc. You will not be telling my child. Uh, it's not that you won't be telling my child. You won't be disciplining my child. You're going to tell the daddy and me what happened and let us deal with it. So I would have never let it gone to the position she let it go to. And if she's yeah. already saying that she's treating the, the, the baby well enough and seems to care for her well enough, then why are you having issues with it now? Yeah, I, I think it's because she's confrontational, confrontation averse, and that's not an excuse for her, but I think that's what it is. And she has allowed the situation to, I'm going to use this term, push her around. Um, and she allowed the father and the girlfriend to manipulate the situation to their advantage, according as written. Um, and I get what you're saying, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, listen, I allow that to happen. Going forward, this is not going to happen. Um, and I'm so she, saying that that's not no, right. No, no, I know she that. She doesn't mention that. Of course. That's why she's asking for advice. And, um, and, and what? <laughs> she said that she's been in a relationship for a year. I will come back and say, okay, you want to bring her. I'm bringing my, my man too. But and she says she would never ask her man to go. She specifically says that. Because listen, if he wants to play that game, two can play that game. So bring the girlfriend all you want. I'm bringing my man, too. <laughs> Shit. Well, if that's the case, you might as well bring the, the grandma and the uncles. She wanted, to, she wanted to bring her mom. So, so what, a party. If, what if he says, well, I'm bringing my mom, too. <laughs> well, let's bring the damn party. I can bring my sisters too. I don't think you want my sisters in there. Yeah, because your family thought they were Davion's parents too. We had, <laughs> but we finally got across that bridge. All right. Listen, um, I do want to say this. Um, this is specifically on our situation and it may be too much information you probably was not ready to hear this but i think it's fair to be transparent um there was a point of time where don't you think i you actually should, uh talk no, to me first this before is my you... truth this is my podcast <laughs> i actually took denise to court because i was being petty not necessarily petty i was angry with some situations that occurred 
there was a lack of communication and I just got tired of it. And so I took her to court and we got a custody situation through the court system. But here's the point that I wanted to raise is that we were in a place at that particular point where it was not good. It wasn't good for Davion particularly. It wasn't healthy for me to be so angry. Um, and what I'm saying is that we were able to work it out where we didn't even abide by that custody agreement because the reality is, is that at some point we determined that it was best for Davion at a very young age to come and live with me primarily, um, which was, he was what, in the fourth grade? Mm -hmm. third, yeah. Fourth, yeah, third fourth, or fourth yeah. grade. And I pretty much had him up until 11th grade when he went back home because he he thought he was big and bad, yeah, thought he wasn't going to follow it. Lord he thought he wouldn't go follow these fucking rules in this house, but that's different, right? But I say all that to say it, that there's always should always be a civil line, and that civil line should always be your child. Um, and there are ways that you can navigate and work on that. And I know it's difficult. I'm speaking from experience. There's been places and points in my time where if I could put a hitman out on her, I probably would have. <laughs> No, I'm just Ooh, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> but we were able to navigate through that. And look at us. We're doing this podcast. The fuck? So life is, she keeps saying she hates me, but yet she on this fucking, she hop on this mic every week. So Listen, because nobody wants to hear your mouth. I don't think you <laughs> understand that. <laughs> but I will, I will say this. I will, and I, not because I want to put myself in a pedestal, right? But when that situation happened, it, that, that you actually took me to court for the visitations, let's make it clear because that's what you took me to court for. Mm -hmm. um, I still think that I have never in the 18 years of life of Davion and the 14 years of life of Dorian, I have ever um, stopped you guys from ever seeing your kids anytime you guys wanted to have communication with them that you guys wanted to, um, or even said anything. Who is you guys? First of all, this is, I have yeah, two kids. I ain't got nothing to do with him. You don't. And, but this is a co-parenting episode. So I'm speaking on, this is my truth now. Oh, okay. And I am a co-host of this, of this podcast. Right. So this is my testimony. You could, you could <laughs> easily be removed. Boo -boo. But go ahead. <laughs> Listen, I will have no issues with that. Um, but I will say that I, I have never stopped any, you know, you or Dorian's dad from being able to see your kids whenever you guys wanted to have communication with them whenever you guys wanted to. I think the situation with you was, I think because you are this type of person that you want things done your way and no other way at all. I think that's what bored the, the, you taking me to court, but I will say no, this. No, that wasn't. That, that, and that's what I say. You're, you're going to have your opinion. I'm going to have mine. And then there's the actual truth. But what I will say, though, is that even though you took me to court, it wasn't to get full custody of Davian. We were able to mediate and, and still come to an agreement. So I think that that still speaks, you know, it speaks volumes of us as parents because we were able to at least come to an agreement. Um, but it hasn't been easy. I, <laughs> I will say this, and I, it, it's, sir, it's your attitude. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the <laughs> And this episode. is exactly what I'm talking about. That is episode. Listen, 
I let me let me. You can't even talk. Oh yeah, people. <laughs> Great personality. Okay. Beautiful personality. I'm just not gonna take nobody's bullshit. All right. This is episode 78. Episode 78 is co-parenting. It be a struggle sometimes. I want to thank Denise for participating in this particular episode. Denise, you want to say something? Any last words on this co-parenting topic? No, just thank you for having me. I think that this conversation was due, um, you know, because we bring it up often in our episodes. Um, so I'm glad that we were able to actually do this episode together. All right. Excellent. I am um, excited as well to to release this particular episode. All right. So um, remember, you can get us at, you can reach us on Facebook at Peeps Creek Cafe. You can reach us on IG, Twitter, and Twitch at Peeps Creek. And you can go to YouTube at Peeps Creek Podcast and also on our website where we host all of our episodes and videos as well. It's peepscreek.com. You can send us an email at cafe at peepscreek.com. And if you want to be so nice to like, you know, support us a little bit, let me go ahead and put this little QR code on there. Take your little phone, snap it, boom. And, you know, buy a brother and a sister some coffee. All right. Until next time, um, make sure that you continue to drink, listen, and converse. Peace and love.